But first, let me say thank you so much for joining me. Um, this is Coffee and Apple Juice, the podcast. I am Aisha Hadia, and you're going by Goddess Lux. Am yes. I saying that right? Yes, you are. I am a lady awesome. who loves poetry. All right. Um, so I met you through some fellow podcast brothers, um, Reggie and Dre from Unapologetic, the podcast. And I wanted to bring you on to my platform so we can basically have um, some of that same conversation. Now, um, this is a very risque conversation we're going to have. We're going to be talking about BDSM, sex and all things. Okay. Um, So if you want to, uh, before we get into the conversation, if you want to go ahead and just introduce yourself, if you have any social media that you would like to plug in for the people to reach out to you, or if you want to just promote your product, you're more than welcome to do so at this point. Thank you. Well, hello. I am Goddess Lux. Um, on Twitter, I am Lux the Goddess, like Megan V Stallion, so two E's. Gotcha. Um, W-X-E. Um, and I'm really just all about um, people seeing the healthier side of BDSM, which stands for bondage, domination, um, sadism, and masochism. Sometimes it stands for dominance and submission. Sometimes it stands for master-slave. But it's, for me, in many ways, therapy. And for many people, it's um, an outlet, a healthy way to um, let go of things you've held on to, including guilt. One of my favorite things is white guilt. I love it when they let go of white guilt. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, uh, that's a little bit about me. I've been in the lifestyle since I was 13, don't tell anybody. Um, so okay. what, 15. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what 16, almost 16 years now. Um, okay. I do consider myself a subject matter expert, but in no way do I consider myself a BDSM expert because I believe that no one is. We are all in a journey to learn, and there's so much under this umbrella, it's impossible to know everything. So right. if you're curious about BDSM, uh, the only product I want to plug is um, literally Google the three words, sexual, alpha, and BDSM. It's the only BDSM test you will ever have to take. It's so amazing. Um, There's another BDSM test that's been circulating for years, but people don't even know um, it it was by a rapist who has been convicted. Oh, wow. (laughs) So don't do that one, okay? Go to sexual alpha BDSM. It's a lot more extensive. It's got little ways to introduce things to your partner. It really helps you. And a black woman made the quiz. So definitely check it out. Okay. Kudos <laughs> to her. So um, I actually took the quiz. I'm going to pull it up. Um, so I took the quiz beforehand. And it basically told me what I already knew. But mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead. And so it told me that I was, um, it says my power, my main power exchange dynamic is submissive, which I already knew. Um, I'm 65% submissive. Um, so I've said this probably a thousand times, but I am extremely dominant in life. So mm-hmm. it's like when it comes to that area of my of my life, when it comes to that intimacy, when it comes to just me being in a space with my man or whatnot, um, I can be really submissive um, only because I feel like it's, I don't know. It's it's almost like it's just something that I 
I'm trying to figure out the words to release the I, I, it's like when you're overly dominant when you're always dominant mm-hmm. you want to be submissive like I don't want the responsibility yeah. of having to do so it's like it's it's an it's an area where I really enjoy just letting loose and being told what to do rather than telling people what to do so um I did take I took the quiz a while ago but I held on to my results and it told me a lot about myself that I didn't I knew it but it was like I didn't know it 100%, you know, so it was a really extensive quiz, but I really enjoyed the outcome and the results. And I love how it breaks down um, its results and explains to you what this is and why you're this way and things of that nature. And it gives you a percentage as well. So I thought that was super cool. I love that. So many people feel the same way. They're dominant in life and are ready for someone else to take the reins. And even that yeah. in and of itself is therapeutic. Like, I'm not saying don't go to therapy. I'm just saying add this. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, let's get into this BDSM talk, right? Mm-hmm. So um, can you give us the definition of what BDSM means one more time? Absolutely. So the B is for bondage. The D is for dominance. The S can stand for several things. So it can stand for submission or sadism. Sadism is receiving pleasure from giving pain, while masochism is receiving pleasure from receiving pain. So if we're talking something simple like spanking, that's something most people are into. Sadism is the one who likes to spank. Uh, masochism is the one who likes to get spanked so but there's there's many different ways to enjoy it it's a spectrum that's one of the things I really enjoy about the quiz is that so many people think that they have to be one thing you can be a duality you can be a million things you know and so it's a spectrum you can fall anywhere within it yeah and I um when you think about a lot of people think that BDSM is just like this kinky side of sex that you know, oh, I'm not into that, da, 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 but there is so much of BDSM type things that are going on in our everyday life that yeah. I don't think a lot of people realize. Um, so like, for example, um, let me see, I, I want to find an example and it was right on the tip of my tongue. Um, it'll come back to me, but there, there are examples of BDSM in our everyday life that we don't even think to realized oh my gosh that's bds and we just think it's just normal um so like uh in sex um a lot of women okay so i can't speak for all women but when i ride on top it gives me that sense of power of being in control Mm -hmm. and that's that's a form of bdsm even though it's just regular you know riding on top sex or cowgirl sex or whatnot Mm -hmm. um but i don't think a lot of people really look at it that way even though that's really what it is um bdsm is more so just an umbrella of a lot of different sexual things that can take place but not necessarily just the norm if that makes sense yes i completely agree and even um the stereotypical a relationship where a woman is submissive to a man you know clearly we can flip that Mm -hmm. that's not the only story we have but um uh even that that's power exchange bdsm it, it it can include sex but it doesn't have to include sex when when I started right. at a young age there was no way I could have sex with anybody I was going to a class with but I could still experience some things though honestly you know I don't suggest um I don't suggest involving yourself in anything until you're of age um but you know I was blessed to be protected 
but you know bdsm doesn't look like one thing it, it can be sex it can be pain it can be massage it could be body drumming some people like things as as a uh, as taboo as needles some people you know they like to be kids for a second and they just want to sit there and color and there's no sex ever involved um yeah. so it's just such a huge umbrella it's like the percentage of people who are into BDSM is huge. I mean, I would even go like, like there are people who are into it and have no clue <laughs> who practice it every day. Yeah. And that, that was, that was one of the points I was trying to make. And like, is because the, the umbrella of BDSM is so large, you can be practicing in things that you wouldn't even consider BDSM, but it is considered a form of BDSM. Mm-hmm. And what makes it different in the lifestyle is that we um, follow a few guidelines. Uh, some say RAK, risk aware kink, um, but I prefer safe, sane, and consensual. Um, okay. So that just means do it safely. So things like fire play are dangerous, but boy, does warmth on your back feel great when you're sore, you know, but you still need to yeah. have your tips oh my god people think it's gonna be so painful oh he feels so good but but um it's about being safe you know knowing how to do what you're doing knowing that you have a safe word uh safe word i'm sure you know but just in case people don't a safe word is something saying to stop no matter what whoever you are when you hear this word you stop what you're doing and you check with me um if you have a gag and you can't speak you may have to have a safety gesture but many people go by the red light green light system so if you say red that means stop whatever you're doing stop if you say yellow that means slow down and assess and clearly you don't really have to say green unless you know you're a brat and you want to entice your dom um but um so that's safe and then saying there's uh drugs alcohol and things like that are not smart to involve with bdsm now with if you're with a partner and you all know each other you know that's between you all but if you're say in a dungeon which there are many more than people think if you're in a dungeon if you're meeting someone new if you have a new play partner who doesn't know your body even though you've played a few times it's really important to make sure that you can always consent another part of that uh consent is once you started the scene i like to see that as you can no longer consent to anything new Um, I had a situation uh, where I was in a scene with someone um, and then he asked me to do something that we had not negotiated prior. Um, And I told him, I said, no, we have not negotiated that. Now, though I was the one topping and I was the one dominating him and I was in control, nonetheless, I'm still in a dom space. He could still be in a subspace. So now it's not the proper time for us to add things or negotiate things because really he can't consent and neither can I. Um, and so, uh, of course, he did what he wanted to anyway. So he had to deal with those consequences. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's my important. So safe saying. And then consensual. It is so important for all parties to have consent. And most important of all, you can remove consent at any time. It doesn't matter if somebody just put the tip in. It doesn't matter if they're about to come. It doesn't matter if they're angry, sad, if their feelings are hurt. None of that matters. All that matters is your safety. So if you don't want to consent, whether you've been married to this person for two decades, I don't care. Say, I don't consent. Red, stop. Um, and yeah. that's another reason to be in a dungeon if you play with someone for the first time, because dungeons have things called dungeon monitors. Um, well, good ones. I've only been to good ones. <laughs> so um, they have um, ones called dungeon monitors, and they will um, look around, and if they're doing their job there will always be at least one in the space depending on how big it is and so if they hear you say red and they don't stop they're there to protect you versus you're at home or you're in a hotel room and you said red 
we don't know what can happen. So that's right. why safe and consensual is so important. So you can have fun even with the boundaries and then you'll feel boundless. <laughs> okay. Um, so I reached out to my social media and I told them that I was going to be having this conversation. So a lot of people chimed in and gave me a few questions. And so, um, yeah, so I have a couple questions here and then we'll go from there. So the first question is, why do you feel a lot of people are afraid of their own sexuality? I know the answer to that, but we're asking you. Uh, I, I look, I'm curious about your answer too. So please tell me yours as well. Um, I think that's right. a very complex answer. I think the real issues is that people are afraid of loving and being themselves and the judgment that may come with that. But when you stop caring what other people think, when you start loving who you are from the inside out, uh, you don't care who thinks what or yeah. what they look, you're ready. But when you don't feel secure in a situation or when you feel like you have a partner who may judge you, um, then that just makes it harder to be um, yourself. So I, I would say before you ever start anything, start with negotiations, start with talking about what you're interested, talking about what it looks like. I know we like to dive in and go straight to the sexy stuff, but it's even sexier when you don't have to worry about a thing. And that person holding, you know, holding the key knows every fantasy in your head. That's even more freedom to let go. So I know that was a long answer, but one love. No, 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 no. It, it wasn't long at all. I'm sorry. It wasn't long at all, though. <laughs> You're fine. Okay. I hope it answered. I'd love to hear your answer, though. <laughs> um, so my answer is pretty similar to yours. A lot of people are um, scared of judgment. Um, mm -hmm. When you're brought up and uh, when you're brought up uh, based on a, uh, when your upbringing is based on a certain lifestyle and what I mean by lifestyles, like um, your religion or uh, overbearing parents or things of that nature, you're just you're afraid of being judged, you know, like a lot of people feel like um, we're supposed to live these cookie cutter lifestyles, right? Like the way we were raised up in the house is in the, in the church is that's the route that we're supposed to take in life. But a lot of people won't or don't take into consideration that once I get old enough to, to figure out what I like and do things my way, you know, I no longer have to go about doing the way I was raised. I can go about doing them the way that I choose to do them now. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like a lot of people don't own up to their own sexuality. They don't like basically being themselves because they're afraid of rejection. They're, excuse me, they're afraid of being judged. Um, they're afraid of disappointing people who mean a lot to them and things of that nature. I feel like there's a lot of women stuck in um, heterosexual relationships because they don't want to uh, come out as being a lesbian or being gay. And I feel like men are the same way. There are a lot of men um, in heterosexual relationships that they are not comfortable in, which is why we have a large rate of down low men, a lot of men cheating on their wives with other men, because ultimately they do it undercover because they're, they're afraid of what society may think of them if they was to come out as gay or liking men or things of that nature. Um, so I just feel like a lot of people are just afraid of rejection. They're not sure um, how they would feel with everybody judging them and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. That's at least what I think. I agree. I think you brought up some really good points and it, it, it reminded me, I don't know the race of the person who asked that, but specifically us as a, a culture, um, sexuality 
was stolen from us. They would take a black man and rape him in front of his family, mm-hmm. you know, just to break us. And we, you know, and, and not to mention the women and children that were raped. So, so we are, we are carrying the generational scars of our ancestors. So we're not just dealing with our hangups. We're not just dealing with our parents' hangups. We're dealing with hundreds and hundreds of years of it. And so not only do we have to pull ourselves out and define ourselves outside of the stereotypic strong black woman or the stereotypical uh, strong black man, because it's impossible to expect someone to be one thing all the time. It's unfair. It's putting us in a box so that we cannot be human because a human becomes self-actualized. A self-actualized person rises. That's not what people want you know? Right. So I think that's mm-hmm. so important to realize, like, be kind to yourself. You can come out in your own time. You don't have to come out now, you know, maybe not look down on someone, maybe not, you know, talk about someone else because you're afraid of them being out. Like you aren't, you know, don't, don't lie to someone you love. You can still love someone and not be in a relationship with them. But I think it's important to give ourselves time to heal therapy <laughs> and, you know, understanding that, Hey, you know, I, I don't know what it is to be the black man, you know, that America wants me to be. Well, then what black man or black woman does, do you want? You know? Right. So mm-hmm. I, I think we gotta be nice to ourselves. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, the next question is what are some good techniques for rope play? Oh, okay. So my first tip is two naughty boys, T-W-O space k-n-o-t-t-y space boys on youtube um they have so many cool ties and shibari s-h-i-b-a-r-i is a japanese rope bondage it's very artistic and very beautiful but they have some really easy beginning ties that you can do on yourself so i say youtube is your best friend um as far as it depends on what kind of tie you're looking for i wish you had told me and i probably would have had been pull something out but um I really like, I think it's called the gauntlet. It's like where you, okay, we're just going to imagine for a second. Imagine you have a long rope in your hand and you fold okay. it in half. So there's, there's, okay. there's the two ends and then there's the hole. So you mm-hmm. feed the two ends through the holes and when you pull them, they'll come tight on somebody's skin. Okay. You go back around pull them through the other hole the opposite way and you're just creating reverse tension that is one of my favorites because it's beautiful you can put it anywhere it takes two seconds to learn (laughs) um so I love that one but I definitely say whatever works for you so many rope ties out there are super intricate but if I'm being honest they're ugly I like pretty ropes so (laughs) okay you gotta go with what you like Um, okay. Oh, glad you asked that. FetLife.com, F-E-T-L-I-F-E.com um, is a great place for events. It's a pandemic, so I don't suggest going anywhere without great pandemic protocols, but they have virtual events. I went to a virtual, it wasn't a rope class, but they have virtual rope classes. I went to a virtual munch. Um, so look at things like that. Even if it's not in your area, you may be able to learn rope from somebody across the country. Okay. Yeah, I um I'm gonna I've I've been wanting to create a, a profile with them. Um, I remember when I first heard about it, I did go to the website, but it was like something something happened, and I wasn't able to give it my full attention. But I'm definitely gonna um check that website out again. Um, because I've been wanting to just get a just see what was going on and you know, try to get a better understanding of the community and things of that nature, learn, learn different things about the lifestyle and stuff like that. So yeah, I'll definitely be um, logging in soon. 
Yes. Expect nudity. You've been warned. Expect nudity. Some people <laughs> okay. really good. Some people will scare the hell out of you. Okay. All kind of fetishes are on there. <laughs> so definitely use your vetting, okay. but that's a good idea. And you don't have to put your face on there. So if you're not comfortable with that, don't do it. Okay. All right. So um, tell us about your first BDSM experience. My first, oh, I have a bad memory. Sweet Jesus. My first. Oh, because that's part two of the question. What was your worst experience? Um, well, but start start with your first, your first experience with the BDSM lifestyle. And then we'll go to the next question. I don't remember my very first, but I remember some new, um, some of my first experiences were with, I'm, I'm sure they're fine if I mention it, but it's an awesome group called the monkey puzzle club and they would get together i was of age okay mm-hmm. at that point but um they would get together um in someone's basement dungeon and teach classes and honestly those were some of the friendliest people i've ever met and it was just like a whole bunch of fun dorky people like me and one day we were on rope another day we learned how to safely you know um do impact play which can be anything from spanking hitting slapping whatever you know so it, it was it was that for sure it wasn't like a specific scene it was more so a community where i felt like i belonged um so definitely that Okay. And then uh, part two of the, of the question was, tell us about your worst experience after the joining the lifestyle. This, oh, okay. So this, I actually just mentioned it to you. So I was, um, I, I, uh, let me not give you too much back information. Basically, I was supposed to play with this person and I like black reparations. Um, I'm all for white people, you know, offering their flesh and or wallets to pay back all of the things they have taken from us and now receive as white privilege, you know, and many people are in it. Um, and so this specific person um, was with that. And so I had beat the white privilege out of his ass, as he would like to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> the first scene. And so the second scene, I was like, okay, sure. I kind of trust you. This is a red flag. I don't care if you have one good scene, you need at least two or three. Okay. Because I learned this the hard way. <laughs> I did all the wrong things. Okay. I went to a hotel room with this person. Granted, you know, I can overpower, you know, he's, he was skinny. I wouldn't really worry about that, but it still was not a smart decision, but mm-hmm. I went to the hotel room with him and it was just going to be spanking, you know, I don't mind beating you. Um, and so I went to, um, beat him properly. Um, and then afterwards he asked me to, um, I'm trying not to be too graphic here. I mean, you can be graphic if you need to. That's fine. Like, this is an adult podcast, so okay. There's no children allowed at this point. Well, he asked me to peg him, which is um, I I know what pegging is. Okay, well there you go. So (laughs) he asked me to peg him, and I'm a stickler for if we have not negotiated it. The answer is no. You have already begun a scene. You are not in a safe space to consent, and neither am I. And so I told him, I said no. Um, I'm not going to do that. I'm only going to do what we negotiated. Um, and, uh, we'll go from there. Um, this man proceeds to get up. Okay. Which, you know, uh, many people would yell. I I don't care. I'm not going to yell at you. If you don't want to do what I want you to do, you can leave. And, or I can. And so he got up, went to the restroom and fucked himself in the ass with the dildo while I was in the fucking room. He, I, I could hear him stick it against the wall 
And I was, I was so angry. I packed all my shit and I was getting ready to leave. He was like, please, please, please don't leave. And so, you know, I beat his ass again one real time. I told him to put the cane in his mouth. And uh, when he dropped it, that would be his red. Um, and, uh, you know, you feel free to read red at any time. And I took the kid gloves off and I let him know that he had made a mistake. Um, and then I left. Uh, and actually, um, yeah, I didn't even want him to take me home. I didn't drive there. I just Ubered. Um, and left I made him wait for me until I ubered and I was gone and to this day he will send me text messages he said he said would you like to play no I do not want to play <laughs> absolutely not I, I was appalled that he would do that like okay, that so, is violating consent okay so I have a question because when I first met you um you told me that you were um so a sub a submissive so how how is it that you're able to take on these dominant these dominant roles as well as these sub like is there is it possible to be both submissive and dominance when it comes to this lifestyle it is possibly both no i am not a sub i am a switch um okay. even when I do submit i'm a brat i do not identify with submission in that way but i have no okay. problem do i think it's wonderful and i appreciate submissives but um i'm a switch so a switch is normally someone who's a submissive and a dominant or switches in between i'm a brat and a dominant so okay. like even even though i have like i'm a goddess my um daddy dominant is a pharaoh man i low-key run that shit you know with mm. a nice bratty hand <laughs> okay so so but it's kind of a fine line to be a switch with a dominant because they don't really like being told what to do. <laughs> okay. Uh, but that's why you take the test. So you know, you got a yeah. little switch in you, a little bit, but you- I Yeah, not, and see, that's what I meant earlier. A lot of things that we are, we just don't know what to call them. So we're unaware that we are these things because just listening to some of your experiences, um, I can honestly say that I feel like I'm a bit of both as well at times. Um, but I'm probably just a higher percentage of sub than I am Dom. Okay. Um, so the last question on the list was, what do you think the appeal of BDSM, what is so appealing about BDSM? I'm not sure exactly what they meant by that. Um, I like the question though. I do. Okay. Uh, well, if you can answer it, then go ahead. Cause I'm not even understanding the question, but okay. Um, I would say for some people, it's um, the taboo nature. Um, it's the unknown. Um, it's the idea to experience excitement and something new. But for me personally, um, it's an opportunity to be 100% yourself. When yeah. I walk into that dungeon and I go sit on that boot black chair, I overlook my throne. These are my peasants here to serve. Like, you know, they may not all know me. It may not actually be the case. But in that moment, I get to be who I truly am, which is a goddess. So right. I think that BDSM is so appealing because all it is is being yourself um, in an unashamed way, being open. Some people like humiliation, so let me not even say that. But I'm just saying it's an opportunity to be who you are, to put on a mask, whether literally or, or figuratively, and um, experience something unbelievable. <laughs> okay. All right. So I definitely didn't want to um, draw this conversation out. But I did want to get as much information to my listeners as possible when it comes to BDSM. I feel like um, BDSM has a, a bad rep and it's, I think most of it comes from a lot of people just not understanding or taking the time to do the research that they need to 
Um, Cause it's like, when I first heard of BDSM, I'm thinking it's just of leather whips and chains and rope and, you know, women being dominatrix and things of that nature, but it's actually more to it than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely encourage everyone to do their research before they just up and assume that something is what it isn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well said. Well yes. said. So would you ha- do you have any other tips or tricks or any other information that which you would like our listeners to know um, about the lifestyle? Um, I would say uh, be patient. Take everything with a grain of salt. I don't care how many years they've been in. Fet life is a good resource um, in in the sense that there are many groups and there are many educated people on there and there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of videos too. There's a lot of, <laughs> of uh, pictures, um, but definitely you know use that. But also I'm over. I am co-creator of two um, kinky groups on Clubhouse. One is called Kinky and Polly, um, and the other is called okay. Black Goddess Lair. Um, so feel free to check that out. Um, but definitely just be patient with yourself, love yourself, and don't be afraid. Vanilla life is scarier than BDSM, in my opinion. <laughs> Ooh, okay, so we didn't discuss that. So, yeah. okay, so explain to um, our listeners the term vanilla. So let's go through a little bit of the vocabulary. Um, I love that. So when yes. it comes, okay, so right off the bat, I want you definitely to explain the term vanilla, because mm-hmm. um, I actually just learned this probably a year ago I just learned what vanilla meant well vanilla um it so if you think of it like ice cream vanilla ice cream is very plain it's delicious nothing wrong with it but there's no sprinkles there's no chocolate sauce or caramel or whipped cream or cherries well BDSM has all the crap in it if you want it you know all the cherries and toppings so I kind of think we kind of think of vanilla sex or vanilla lifestyles as as vanilla ice cream while BDSM other types so vanillas are the muggles the people who aren't interested in bdsm the people who like their everyday sexual relations but honestly most vanillas are not as vanilla as they think they are i'm just they're saying. not they're not <laughs> okay um so are there any other terms or back vocabulary word vocabulary words um that you would like to share the definitions with us um, off the top of my head, any terms? Let's see. Um, I can't, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I feel like, um, defining BDSM, vanilla, safe words, safe, saying consensual. I feel like that's the most important thing to have the basics. Mm-hmm. Mm, there's just so many terms, but they're so specific that, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think of something that would be more broad that people might be interested in. But if you want, um, since I can't think of anything, feel free to send me any questions. You know, I'm fine to respond with the answer or do another episode or email you back, DM you, whatever you want. So okay, um, feel free. Okay, well, I'll definitely have um, your information in the description of this episode. So if you're okay with it, um, the listeners can definitely reach out to you um, with those questions or if they are just want to know what does this mean or when this is when this term is used what is it you know what are what are they meaning um so I'll definitely if it's okay with you I'll definitely like to put your information in the description so that they'll they can reach out to you and have that conversation with you if they need to yes you can definitely put my um twitter um, okay 
Lux the goddess, but I'll like send that to you so you can see it. Yeah. All right. Um, well, if you have any, if you don't have anything else um, that you would like to add to this conversation, um, then I want to go ahead and bring it to a close. I truly appreciate you sitting down with me. Like I said, I have been, we have been trying to get this episode done for a while now, and I'm so glad that we both found the time in our schedule to do so. So thank you so much for that. Um, once again, go ahead and plug in your social medias. And then um, I'll make sure to have it in the description as well. Yes, thank you. Um, so you see my cash app up there, Al. That's my most important social media. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and then um, L-U-X-E-T-H-E-E goddess. Lux the goddess is my Twitter. And that is the only um, lifestyle um, social, social media, media I have right now. Yeah, I um, okay. do not do sessions. So do not contact me for sessions. I don't. But if you would like to tribute, feel free. I know that's right. All right. Well, thank you so much. Um, I really, truly appreciate you. And I appreciate the time that we spent. Um, like I said, you guys, I will definitely have her information in the, in, in, in the description. So you guys, if y'all have any other questions that you feel like we did not answer or go over, you're more than welcome to reach out to her and have those conversations with her. Um, fetlife.com is, um, it's a website that you said, um, it's basically a social media for BDSM yep. and all fetish, fetishes and kinks and all that stuff. And they host a lot of events. So if, if they have events in your area, definitely check them out. But I would definitely recommend you guys um, maintain a six feet distance, wear your Safe face mask. mask, you know, whatever safety precautions you need to take, definitely make sure you're taking them. If you plan on going to any event that hosts a large crowd of people. Um, also, the quiz is um, sexualalpha.com. I think that's sex. Yeah. Yes, they literally Google sexual alpha and BDSM and it'll yeah. pull it right up the first one. Yep. So um, definitely take that quiz if you're interested to see what your uh, main power play is. Um, I did take that quiz and I'm a, um, and I'm a submissive, which I probably already knew that. I have a dominant side of me, but I am mostly submissive when it comes to being intimate. Um, so yeah. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is the Coffee Apple Juice podcast. Check us out every Wednesday on YouTube as well as all of our all of your podcast streaming platforms. Um, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Have a great day.